Okay, so today's sentence, sentence of the day 22, comes to us from the novel Things Fall Apart. Our sentence is, he breathed heavily and it was said that when he slept, his wives and children in their outhouses could hear him breathe. Okay, without the, um, without commas, this sentence is a little hard to read. It takes a minute. You have to read it through uh, to try to figure out what's going on here. Sorry for my technical difficulties. We'll solve that. Okay, so let's take a look here um, at how this, how Naveed picked out the parts and how Brandon added to it. Let's see what they've come up with and we'll go from there. So our first verb is breathe and it's an action verb. Who or what breathed? He, he is the subject. There's no direct object. Heavily doesn't tell us who or what, right? It tells us how. It's an adverb. So there's no direct object. Was said. Who or what was said? It was said. It is the subject of was said. We can add another part here. Uh, it was said who or what. Yeah. That when he slept, all the rest of this is actually answering that question. It's a noun clause. It's tricky. Okay, our next verb is slept, action verb, who or what slept, he slept. There's no direct object, the question doesn't even make sense, right? He slept, who or what, doesn't even make sense. Our next verb is could hear, who or what could hear, wives and children, so they do the action of hearing. Wives and children could hear what? This is a tricky one. I would say him and breathe, they operate as what's called an objective complement. They do finish the idea, but it's not a direct object. Um, so they could hear who or what, him. We can call him our direct object. And then breathe is just another complement. It's the objective complement. It completes the direct object. That's tricky. We haven't talked about objective complements, so we don't need to get stressed about it. Just if you were wondering, like, is there a direct object? I think we'll pick out him as our direct object. Every now and then, guys, and this is, uh, I know, an annoying part of grammar, sometimes aspects of a sentence are kind of subjective. Sometimes there's a part that we could call multiple things, depending on who we ask or how we want to lump things together. Which, you know, that's kind of frustrating, but that's grammar for you. All right, we've got all of our main parts. Naveed suggested two commas. He put a comma after heavily and a comma after slept. What do we think of this choice of commas? This first comma. Why do we need to add a comma there? Can anybody explain to me why we need that comma? Chet? Um, because it's uh, like stating two different um, thoughts. It, correct. That comma is separating two different complete thoughts. He breathed heavily is an independent clause. And it was said that is an independent Clause. So we have two independent clauses 
They are separated with the conjunction and. In order to avoid a run-on, we want to use a comma with our conjunction. So that, um, which of our comma rules do we see there? Nope. It's a cliff rule. It's separating two things, right? It's our cliff that's separating two independent clauses. Okay. What about this comma? Why do we need that comma? The comma after slept. Why do we need a comma after slept? Yeah. Well, it, right. When he slept is dependent. What about his wives and children could hear him breathe? Dependent or independent? Independent. Okay, so we have a dependent clause and an independent clause. Why do we need that comma after slept? No. We often separate dependent clauses from the independent clause for clarity. This sentence without a comma there is confusing, right? Um, I think Will read it aloud sitting here and said, boy, this is confusing when he slept his wives and children. That's confusing, right? When we have a noun, wives and children, after a verb, slept, we expect it to be a direct object, basically, right? That's the pattern that our sentences operate in. Subject, verb, direct object. But here we have a verb, and the noun that comes after it isn't its direct object, it's the subject of an entirely different verb, right? Everybody see that? So this comma is not, strictly speaking, required. But the sentence is confusing without it, and when we add it, we don't violate any of our rules, right? We have not separated any main parts from each other. So we haven't created any errors, but we have created clarity, okay? We often are going to separate dependent and independent clauses. Now, in the book, it actually um, has another comma. In the book, the way this sentence is written, let me get a different color here. In the book, the way the sentence is written, there's one more comma. Uh, did anybody add any other commas besides those two? What do you think, Ryan? Uh, it's between children and in and out We could do that. We could add, we could add a comma around in their outhouses. That would be okay. What rule would let us do that, Ryan? That would be the bridge rule. That would be separating descriptive information from the subject and verb, but creating a bridge so we can get from verb to subject. That would be fine. Those are optional. I'm going to take them away for the moment. Anybody do anything else? Yep. So you would put your comma here? And how come? 
it sounds right, so you're using your ear, and are you breaking any rules if you do that? You're not, because if we add a comma here after said, these two commas function as a bridge. So we can have that comma in pairs. In fact, in the book, this is where the second comma goes. It was said that when he slept, his wives and children in their outhouses could hear him breathe. We have the comma between that and when. Um, so in the book, this is an example of the bridge rule. And it actually modifies the grammar a little bit. So the way that Will did it, that went with when, right? That when he slept, that becomes an item. The way that Achebe wrote it, that his wives and children is all uh, a clause together. And in fact, the way Achebe wrote it, that his wives and children could hear him breathe is a dependent clause because it starts with that. But if we switched it the way Will wrote it, now his wives and children would be an independent clause. That's really tricky, right? It's all just about that one comma. But I think most writers would probably, most writers today in 2019, they would probably not have a comma between that and when. They would probably leave it out. It's not necessary for clarity, right? The sentence was clear with a comma between heavily and 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 a comma after slept, right? The two commas that Navita initially added gave us all the clarity we needed. Back in the 1950s when Achebe wrote this book, uh, people used commas a bit more frequently. Today we use them a little bit less. So comma use changes over time with fashion. But this is how the sentence would uh, appear in the novel. Any questions?